Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where everything comes back to AAA, and every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, hello. How are you? What's up? I'm good. Appreciate yep. you guys accommodating our uh, early start today. Yeah, afternoon, dinner time recording. Go ahead. I'm on the clock right now, so look at this. Yeah. Couldn't be better. Nice. What, uh, what time does your baseball game start? Seven, which is when oh, we yep. usually start, so. Yeah, we're good. We're in a clear. Priorities. We're going to be done quick. We're going to be done quick tonight. Chris, how are you? Uh, there we go. I'm wonderful. It's a wonderful, beautiful day. The minor bees are swarming my front lawn, and uh, I can't figure out how to get rid of them, just like every summer, spring. Oh, you know, I, I did want to say this, Jim, to you, because we don't re-record on uh, Tuesdays, and... um Yesterday was the first day of spring. Yes. And I usually say this to everyone at the same time. I usually post it on social media, but or at least I say it to Jim. But I have to sit back for the, this one because it'll be too loud. But it's spring again. There you go. Everybody knows it's spring again. Bismarck Key, R.I.P. R.I.P. Bismarck Key. When did he die? This year? Last year? Last year. Who knows? Who cares? R.I.P. It's our first spring without we Bismarck Key. We have all the Bismarck key you need. He had two songs. And really, only people only white vapors. people only care about one of them. I like the vapors. So, vapors. Yeah, okay. white people don't know that song. No, they don't know that one. No, they white people only know one Bismarck key song. He had like fifty, but you know, hockey bitches only know one of them, and they play it nonstop. <laughs> if you're curious as to why I hate white people right now, it's because St. Patrick's Day was last week. And it can never just end on St. Patrick's Day. It has to continue. It's not enough that we have every day leading up to it. Now it's after the fucking holiday. Okay. Like, I Go ahead. had it. Last year, I went to work. Uh, I drove over the Ben Franklin Bridge. And uh, as, I, as I got just into the city, I was in the city's foyer. I wasn't even in, really in the city. <laughs> I was in the foyer of the city. And there was a... Woman leaning against the pole at the corner of Fourth and Race, all decked out in green with fucking green stickers on her face, and <laughs> she was doing this, <laughs> leaning on a pole. And I said, "Well, it's St. Patrick's Day. I haven't even gotten in the house yet, and they're already throwing shit at me." And uh, this year was—I uh, thought I skated. I thought I got away. Didn't have to work St. Patrick's Day. And I thought, worst case scenario, I'd get called in to work the afternoon because that's the basketball crowd. I can deal with that. And I worked the, par- par- the parade earlier on in the week, which, once again, even though they're fucking the dudes that they are, I kind of speak that language if I have to. So I'm not, you know, it's pretty easy for me. But, um, yeah, it bled into the whole weekend. And uh, just I was going to work and I saw people running down the street. You know, like bar crawl people, they'll run down the street. And, um Oh, there was one guy walking across the street, street screaming about how he couldn't believe Marvin Vittori fucking lost. Marvin Vittori lost. It was a UFC fighter. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Fighter. Marvin Vittori lost, and if I'm not mistaken, he fucking won. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? You know you're fucking talking about, dude. <laughs> I screamed at him. He won. And he was like, and his boys were like, that's my, that's my, sorry. Brandon, thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how you guys do it. Is it working the bars on the uh, St. Patty's weekend? Is that a pretty young crowd, or is there like thirty plus on where you are. wandering around? Uh, Depends on where it, you are. 
it's a crowd that it sounds kind of like I was going to say rhymes. It doesn't rhyme with young, but it sounds like young, and it's dumb. <laughs> so no, it, it, it the the younger the younger they are, the young crowd is horrific. And then if the older people come in, they're fucking old people that decided to go out on St. Patrick's Day, which is worse. Which is yeah. worse. They're fucking the people losers. That, they're the people that come into the bar on the Fourth of July because they didn't get invited anywhere, and it's fucking obvious why they didn't get invited anywhere. Yeah, I forgot that that was going on. I just forget about St. Patrick's shit. And I went into Center City, like West Philly, Sansom Street on Saturday, and it was just like uh, like that Dead Rising video game where <laughs> as soon as you walk out the door, they're just like they're swarming you around you of just like drunk pigs. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I, I left my house on this day. So I don't know how you guys deal with that shit all day. I, uh, it's a really uncharming crowd. I went to Tre- beautiful Trent, New Jersey, to the grounds for sculpture and saw a night exhibit, with, uh, mm-hmm. which was very cool. Digital night exhibit was very cool. Uh, had some Chinese food in beautiful Trent, New Jersey. Came home, and then Saturday afternoon, we went out to, we tried to go to Laser Wolf. Which, if you go to Laser Wolf in Fishtown, you got to be there. You either have to make a reservation like six months in advance, or you can sneak. And if you get there at 5 o'clock, you can get a seat at the bar. We got there at five fifteen. There was people lined up to get in. Really? So we ended up, yeah, we ended up going to Mulherrin's around the corner, which is like a pizza place. Surprisingly, you would think with a name like Mulherrin's, they'd have they'd be a steak place, but no, they're a pizza place. It's fine. Then we had some cocktails at R and D in Fishtown, where we we sat by the window and watched people stumble down the street in green. It was good stuff. We had a good time, and I think we both were in bed by ten. It was awesome. That's how it's done. Yeah. There you go. That's how I spent my St. Patty's Day. But on the way, when we were looking for someplace to go, which was actual on St. Patrick's Day, the 17th, we were looking for a place to eat dinner. My wife was like, you know, I'm driving up there, so I'm not in the best of moods. And she's trying to pick between places. And there was a Szechuan place or it was some bar. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I got, okay. Let's, we'll. So we pulled over into the parking lot of the Szechuan place. I said, all right, well, let's just go check out the bar. It's not that far. We went there. And as soon as we pulled around the corner, you could see Irish flags, valet parking. Like, what the fuck is this bullshit? So we just cruised in the parking lot and then came back and was like, looks like it's Szechuan tonight. It was delicious, though. It's a good time. There you go. Date night. That's how I went. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Chinese food, I actually have a question for you guys. We ordered Chinese food. Uh, it comes in that plastic box, probably ate 75% of it. Was disgusted looking at it. Threw it in the trash in the container. And then, like, three or four hours later, yes. I was like, I kind of yes. want that. But I threw it in the trash. So I went and got it out of the trash. Okay. And Sydney was like, that's disgusting. Yeah. Even though it's in the plastic yeah. container. And I, <laughs> I was wondering what your guys' thoughts on this. Is that completely disgusting or not fair? Jim, I think you should take this. Jim Pretty is the man. George Costanza of eating from the trash. He's a fucking... Master. Okay. I had a feeling you guys would have the thought on this. <laughs> you know, I, I have no problem eating down the trash. So, can I tell the story? restaurants where I would, people would eat half a steak. I would pull that steak right off the fucking plate and eat it right in front of people. <laughs> you All right. Would you start at the other end and, and eat up until where they chewed, or would you just... No, well, well, no who, who, eats a, who eats a steak with their teeth? <laughs> like it's beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hamburger. Oh, Jim, I guarantee you, you ate that steak with your fucking teeth. 
Oh, I did. I was working. Yeah. You think <laughs> I had a knife? Yeah. You. But I'm saying, like, anyone besides me. Yeah. Hey, grapes off the street. I found a uh, bag of chicken once, uh, raw chicken on the ground. I brought that shit home, threw it in the fridge, and ate it. Uh, I got one for you. I know. I, I was going to ask if I'm you all about trash food. If I'm allowed to tell this story, but I know I'm allowed to. I don't even know why. Well, I can do whatever you want. Uh, we're teenagers, and I come home from early from a night out drinking. It was like one of those nights nothing was going on. We came home early. We're watching uh, uh, Rap. You're on Triple A. We're watching Triple A. No, watching Rap City on the same TV that we watched Triple A. And the Saturday night Rap City we're watching. And um, Jim comes home hammered. Now I went when I got home. We had this fry, the fry daddy, right? And I plugged it in and turned it on, and I thought the grease was hot. Here, the the thing that turned it on, the little thing that plugs in and has the dial on it, wasn't working. I didn't know. So the fry daddy was dead. So I turned it on. I put the fries in, and nothing happens. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, God, this must be broken. So I pull the fries out, frozen, covered in cold grease, throw them in a the trash can. 20 minutes later, Jim comes home, shit face, nasty as fuck as as insulting as you could possibly be to everybody and he's watching the tv and putting his hands in the trash and eating cold grease fries raw frozen fries covered in cold grease and he's shoving them in his face and if you're watching on youtube like that (laughs) super grandma what the fuck are you doing, dude? They're not even cooked and they're covered in gold grease. I don't fucking care. There you go. There's your answer, Brandon. That's yep. what you wanted. But I would have done the same thing. Fuck that. Um, I don't know. Also, my reaction to you getting. I, I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to say that there is not one good Chinese takeout place I've ever been to in my life. Ever. Takeout place? Sit yeah, like right? you order and they deliver it to you. It's all varying degrees of fucking slop that is going to yeah. make you feel like shit. I am not knocking Chinese cuisine. I've been to Chinese restaurants that are fucking fantastic. But that shit you get delivered to your fucking house is goddamn poison. And I, I've ordered it once or twice probably in the last 10 years and every – two times. And every time, as soon as I get done eating, I'm like, that was a massive fucking mistake. And now you have to – a lot of them you have to go through Grubhub. So now it's not even cheap. No, it's only seventy dollars. Yeah, it's it's like when I see with Grubhub jar, I'm just like, what the fuck? I'd rather walk through fucking broken glass to pick up this slop than fucking give them any money. Question for you, Brandon. Yep. Where'd you order from? Tom's Dim Sum. I don't know. Tom's. It's like uh, it's like in China Convention Center, you know, like under the fucking bridge there. Yeah. Let's tuck back in there. It's good. They have probably good fine. Soup. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty consistent. I'm their number one fan on Uber Eats. I got a notification. <laughs> Did you really? No oh, shit. Like, keep ordering their monitors over the three, three years. <laughs> I get I get Dim Sum Garden from them down there. There, I get Sankey Duck good, House, too. Dim Sum Garden. You know who's really good in Fishtown? Capital Beer. That yeah, the only place Mango behind, behind uh, the IGA. Capital Beer. Anybody that doesn't live in Philadelphia has no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty good. They have uh, chicken stick. It's uh, chicken shish kebabs, but it's just chicken stick on the menu. Ooh, what it is? Got it, Chris. Stick. No, I got nothing. Nothing to add. There you go. You got a? Uh, you don't have a handy nasty near you? Han Dynasty? They're all over the we, fucking place. We d- well. I, oh, so, no, I think the closest ones in Cherryville. 
Cherry Hill is the closest one, I believe, on 70 or 38, one of the two. I yeah. can't remember which one. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the old city one is closing soon. Really? Why so? Yeah, large building, too much fucking rent. They probably want to sell that. They don't own it. They probably want to sell it, and they probably want to jack the rent up, and they're just like, fuck it. You know, you can concentrate on other uh, other ventures. You have a West Philly one. You have one at Cherry Hill. There's a number of them. So if it's, it's getting not, tough out there. I'll tell you that. It, it is getting tough. I'm second-guessing myself. Nine years in. Yeah. They yeah. raise prices and shit. It's fucking hard, man. It's hard day in, day out. I'm well, scraping I mean, cash together. Raise the fucking lift. It's crazy. Yeah, it's not. I mean, just an example, and I say this is the example for everybody. Like a bottle of Jameson, one year ago it was five dollars cheaper. It's now thirty three dollars. Used to be twenty eight bucks. It's like, you know, what I mean, if you're an Irish bar, how the fuck are you probably buying two cases of that a week? That's eating into your profits big time. And if you're if one thing's going up, other shit is too. It's getting tough. The biggest one that things that are going up, and it's my biggest complaint operating a business is anything that you don't make money on: toilet paper, straws sanitizer shit you don't can't sell that you have to stock up on and you're just everything's more expensive and you can never make that money back it fucking sucks just like, fuck off man just cuts into what you make and then when like what happened at my work when you are making money somebody breaks the back of the fucking toilet and you have to pay a plumber to come out on a sunday right to put a new fucking toilet in so what's the hesitant jesus christ hesitancy to raise prices I've just always tried to keep them low. I know I'm definitely raising prices as of April 1st, but they're risen. But uh, like Jesus Christ in, on Easter. Yeah, do it on I, Easter. Uh, Don't do it. My Lord and Savior Jesus Christ are rising on Easter. Um, Announced uh, it on Good Friday. That's the day he died. Yeah, there you go. And then on Easter Sunday is the day you raise prices. Just there like go. Jesus. There you go. Just like Jesus Our Christ risen. Our prices up. are up. Yeah. They're still super cheap. On Friday and come back to life on Sunday higher. There you go. That's a good call. When the hell's Easter? Is it? On, is it April first, the Sunday. I think it's the how much day. is like a citywide where you guys are working? Five, six. Maybe it's five. It's going to go up to six. Yeah, and you sell cheaper booze. I do cheaper beer. Yeah, you still do the sixteen ounce PBRs and and Jim Beam. I do sixteen ounce uh, hams. Oh, you do a sixteen ounce hams, which you're probably getting. You're buying so much of that, you're probably getting at the same price of that PBR that we get. But you do buy a, you give out the pounder uh, and a shot of cheap whiskey. Yeah, the cheap whiskey, which is what we should be fucking doing. I see seven a lot now. Yeah, that's why I'm going up to six. I see it too. I was out this weekend just eyeballing prices. Shit's fucking. And, and like, like, I'm sorry. Let me finish real quick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, place like um like Mulherin's, like I mentioned, their cocktails are outrageous. You know what I mean? Like a place like that, you're not really you can't really gauge. But then you go to a place like Fishtown Tavern, you're like, ah, oh, okay, because that's kind of right. That's our level, Fishtown Tavern. Us, it's like the same. Right. Not really competitors, but it's like the same bar somewhere else. So when you look at that, you know, like it's like the L bar. You look at the L bars, price. You look at them. It's kind of the same fucking layout, same bar, pretty much, same idea. Yeah, Chris. That's another thing. I'm sorry. No, I had nothing. I was just in agreement. I was just agreeing with you that you know, shit stuff. Yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Do about it. The difference between like five to seven dollars is never going to change a decision for me. But I I was shocked. We went out. I think it was Front Street Cafe on Saturday, and cocktails seventeen. Like that's nuts. It's getting crazy. That's like the, the price of a full dinner. Fish down, they can charge for that. Yeah. Hit place to be. There you go. You know what's not hip? Pro wrestling. You want to talk about that? 
Nope. Do it. <laughs> nope. No one does. Uh, I'm just going to run through some stuff so this way we uh, get it out of the way. It's, been, it's official. Stardom news. Uh, Mercedes Monet is defending her title against Azumi at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Sakura Genesis. And then um, Mayui Watani is challenging whoever wins that match. <clears throat> Mercedes Monet. At the new, the uh, Stardom All-Star Grand Queendom on April 23rd. There you go. We know what's going on. And rumor is, is that Monet does not have any, after that match, has no dates in Japan. So, Brandon, thoughts? Is there anybody you have in mind lined up that could beat Mercedes Monet on on this Japan tour? Or? Yeah, Mayui Watani. Yeah. And I think she was the runner-up to Kyrie for the belt anyway. So, makes sense that she takes it off her. And then when we go to see New Japan, she'll probably be with the tour. So lucky us, we probably get to see Mayui Watani, which is fun. Yeah, I was going to ask you that question. That's that's very exciting. Honestly, so no, if go no, ahead, no, no, continue. I was going to say if if you were to, it doesn't matter who's on that card, whoever's there. If there's somebody with stardom, no matter how that would play out, that's the most exciting thing on that card to me. Not because I'm all over stardom now. And I think it's the greatest thing ever. But I've seen all these other guys. There's really nobody new in New Japan that I'm really into seeing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've seen Jeff Cobb, I've seen all these, all the guys that are there. I, but, but to see Mayu or anybody from Stardom would be fucking awesome. Yeah, Brady. No, I'm good. I don't have anything else. Okay. Uh, let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. How about that? The New Japan Cup. <laughs> okay. Uh, David Finley defeated Tamatanga. Semifinal, sorry. Uh, about 18 minutes. It was fine. Uh, and Sonata, who in the round before this, which we didn't cover, but I'll just talk about it, uh, beat Naito, and then he is now part of just four guys who are now officially called just five guys, uh, defeats Mark Davis, who had to fill in for an injured Will Ospreay. And this was a really good match. I enjoyed this. Brandon, thoughts? I didn't catch the semifinal round. I guess we got new look Sonata, Mark Davis. I know we were all pretty pumped on him. Under 20 minutes, maybe they're listening to us a little bit. Maybe they were running long early. Well, you might not think so after we hear this. (laughs) New Japan Cup. Uh, The final uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Hiromu Takahashi defeated Leo Rush in a very good match. I said, go out of your way to check that out. Leo Rush, the heir apparent of Rey Mysterio Jr., as I said. Um, New Japan Cup final, Sonata versus David Finley. Sonata wins uh, under 20 minutes. Okay match. Wasn't great. David Finley looked great. Um, go ahead, Brandon. Thoughts? Yeah, just watch this as we were getting started. Um, Sonata, again, looks great. I always have a soft spot for Sonata because he's so handsome. You want him to be cooler than he is. Uh, new look gets gets you excited as he's reinventing himself because he's falling pretty flat. Didn't look like it's, it, that's the case in the ring for those 19 minutes there. So, yeah, it was. Uh, he's. Uh, and we've said it before, and I understand his attraction, and he's definitely. You know, the Japanese fans fucking love him. He bores the fucking shit out of me. David Finley was working real hard to bring some excitement to this match, man, because he was being. Hey, what an interesting thing going through this whole thing. So now I guess David Finley is like trying to compete for the leadership of Bullet Club storyline wise. He's. The only really weaselly he, uh, uh, Bullet Club leader was Jay White. Like most of them, uh, talk about like Kenny Omega, 
AJ Styles, um, Prince Devitt, were like workers. You know what I mean? Like they were good professional wrestlers. They were Korean. They were jerks. They were aggressive, but they were good uh, professional wrestlers. And I think David Finley has picked that back up. Like he's not cheating to win. It's not like evil with his bullshit. Like he's busting his ass to win. He looked good in this. He's got a good move set. I'm into it. But Sonata snooze fest. Sonata wins. Good. I have nothing to add. <laughs> I mean, he's a bore. Yeah. What else do you have to say? Coming out of this, uh, what do we got? Uh, well, we'll talk about this. How about this one? Next show coming up is WrestleMania weekend, I believe. Uh, it's March 30th. It's uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact Wrestling Multiverse United. Only the strong survive. On this show, you're getting no title matches. Um, but, well, nothing that matters. You get an Impact title match, which we don't watch. You get the Impact Knockouts World title match, which we don't watch, but it does have Mio Yamashita in the, sh- in the match. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Moose. Mick Bailey versus not Will Ospreay. It's going to be Tanahashi instead, because Ospreay's still hurt. So that's your next New Japan thing coming out of this. And then um, Sakura Genesis, I had mentioned the Monet match. We're getting Hiromu Takahashi versus Robbie Eagles, I believe, who has joined TMDK. And we are getting Okada versus Sonata. And, of course, we've seen Okada versus Sonata before, but if we can keep this under 20 minutes, I might be I might be into it. Maybe Okada can get a good match out of this guy. Brandon, go. Yeah, sounds like a lot of people are wrestling. Do we know how uh, long Osprey's out? That's kind of unfortunate timing. I haven't seen any, any numbers. Okay. I'm assuming it's kind of day-to-day, week-to-week type of thing. Because they just announced that he wasn't going to be for this. Maybe it's this location. You know what I mean? I don't know. They were working it up in the match, the last match he was in. I guess the Mark Davis match. They were talking about how it looks like his shoulder was hurt. Maybe it was really hurt. So, Chris? So we have a Impact crossover with New Japan, which I don't really find interesting at all. Uh, I don't know who the knockouts champion is. Mickey James, I think. But Mickey uh, James. Is Mickey, the match is Mickey James versus Mio Yamashita versus Deanna Perrazzo versus Giselle Shaw. Yeah, it's we're dipping Mickey James up too much there for me to actually care. I want a one-on-one match with Mickey James. There's a non-titles um, match on the card. It's Kenta versus Minoru Suzuki. Uh, there's nothing on this match. That's yeah, nothing. That's exciting. I got nothing. On it's that. on Fight TV. No, I'm, I'm definitely not watching it. All right, final thoughts on that before we move on to the it, wonders of AEW. Go ahead, Chris. Is that, now, is this New Japan or is this Impact? This is New Japan Impact Wrestling Multiverse United. Only the strong survive. Well, the only thing that it's, I just find it curious that don't you think? I guess it's along the lines of New Japan charging extra to watch things on a, a streaming service that you pay for. It's like, you know, for Impact, if they have any say in this, it just make, would make more sense to just fucking air it on TV. Maybe you could pay, I would watch it. If you aired it on TV and I didn't have to pay for it, I'd probably fucking watch it. I have that channel. Oh, I just, I accidentally, I'm looking for the Forbidden Door card and I accidentally clicked on a, a rumor site and I had to back out before I got bombarded <laughs> with ads. That's all I got on that one, though. You can move on. Like, is that going to make 25 grand in Fight TV pay per view buys? Who's buying so. it? So I'm curious, like, don't you just look at it and go, hey, listen, you know, we're going to take a hit on this. We have to put on this special, but it'll it, everybody, you know, you're going to get guys like me who are just like, eh, fuck it. I'll watch it because I think my my TV 
No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I stopped it. Up until about two weeks ago, my TV still recorded Impact every week. Because we used to watch, I used to oh, watch yeah, all the shows. Yeah, and I was like, wait, why do I have, why do I not have any room on my DVR? And I went back and it was like 150 episodes Impact. I had to fucking erase. <laughs> but at least oh, they brought boy. Tommy Dreamer back, so fuck it. Yeah, good times. <laughs> hey, the rape apologist, Tommy Yeah, he brings, he brings, I mean, even with <laughs> Look at this. Even without that, take that out. Say that that never happens. This guy mm-hmm. brings visually brings nothing to the fucking table for anybody. Easy dub, and bro. Then you add that to it. What the fuck show were we watching? Oh, it was which which match were we watching? I think it was the AW pay per view where they start chanting "Get the tables." It's like who the fuck wants tables? What, yeah. what fucking world are you living in? Well, something happened on the table this week that I'm always a big fan of. What fucking? No, but if you're gonna have to excuse me for a minute because I got to go clean up a big glistening turd that just oh my god! All right, all right. So for so Forbidden Door is somebody shitting. There you go. Uh, Forbidden Door number two is happening. It will happen in Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto on June 25th. There you go, Brandon. Nice. Wish it was a little bit closer. That would be a fun thing to, to check out. I think I would go to MSG for that if it was uh, going on. But I don't know. I, I mean, it seems like a working relationship here going back and forth. We've, uh, we'll have we get to AEW, but we've got an intercontinental title now. So Yeah, we do. Or international or is it intercontinental? I think it's intercontinental, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It's a Sunday, June 25th. Just wanted to check the time. So if anybody's listening and they're like, oh, man, I'm a big New Japan AW fan. I can't wait for Osprey versus this guy or this guy versus that guy. We might get Osprey versus Omega, but most of it's going to be like the last show. It's mostly multi-man tag matches, which I'm into. That's what you do. That's what these crossover shows are. Multi-person tags. Yeah, it's fun. And it's yeah. fun to look back and be like, it's crazy that those four people were in a ring together at some point. You forget right. about that stuff. Yeah. Let's move on to, to, um, hmm, let's see, Dynamite, AW Dynamite, last week, fly from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, the beautiful Canada Life Center. There you go. Um, Trying to think of some stuff that was really standing out. I don't want to really go, we don't have much to talk about this week, so maybe I can't just go match by match. Blackpool Combat, oh, let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about uh, the, um, the Rebar Mitzvah. I like he came down to the ring. Uh, MJF comes down to the ring. And it said very Jewish. I think it said on <laughs> his descriptor or something like that. It was fucking amazing. Good stuff. He got thrown into a cake. And then we have uh, Brandon. We're going to go to you first. Most importantly, your favorite part of professional wrestling when they break the fourth wall during promos. Brandon, thoughts on the promo between MJF, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, and uh, the other guy. The other guy. The other guy. Uh, MJF, I actually liked this. I thought this was one of the more entertaining things he's done in a while. He looked absolutely ridiculous. Both of his eyes are super fucked up. He's got that furry Burberry hat on. Uh, just acting goofy, almost like self-parody. I thought this played well for him. The rest of the guys, uh, you know, MJF kind of had a point there when he was saying that none of you guys <laughs> really fucking do what I'm doing right now, for better or for worse. Uh, Jungle Boy struggled on the mic. I feel like he's been around too long practicing for him to be as bad as he was. From what I saw, Darby Allen, as you reference, breaking the fourth wall here. We're referencing Twitter. We're complaining about what's going on behind the scenes. 
there's a very niche of a niche people that think this stuff's funny. You get your shitty joke about, I can't wait to see uh, Dax Harwood go on a podcast and complain about this. Like it, it, We're going really Dave Meltzer world here, which is uh, disappointing to say the least. Chris. Darby Allen was good, I thought. He mocked them for their use of Twitter in the in the wrestling world. I did enjoy that. Like I'm gonna go complain about it on Twitter. I don't mind the talking about what goes on behind the scenes if you're talking about it in a manner that is not really complaining about kind of what really is going on behind the scenes. Right? If you're going to be a petulant shitbag on a sports team of any kind that has a locker room, then you bitch and moan about what people do in the locker room. You don't keep that fucking secret. So I don't, have to, I don't mind that. I find it to be more realistic. It adds a, a bit of realism to it. But it's like you have to morph your thought process into being like, okay, yeah, this isn't real at all. It's a TV show, but we're going to pretend that the the thing that we know – it's like it's almost like – it's not the same as being like suspension of disbelief. It's, oh, no, this is all bullshit. We're just pretending that it's real right in front of you. It's very odd. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, the thing that happened on top of the table happened in this, and I'm always a fan of it. It goes up there with fucking Christmas trees and, and fucking all the other dumb shit that happens, like the, the, the um, tropey shit in pro wrestling is if there's a cake, somebody's flying into it. <laughs> I I mean, they bring the cake out, and I immediately go, who's going into that fucking cake? At first, I thought it was fake, because Sammy Guevara went up and, like, tried to taste it. But it didn't look his finger went through it. He might have been pretending to taste it. Right. And I was like, is that a plastic, like, is that a paper, like, cardboard or plastic cake that they got out there, a fake one? Because, as we all know, the person that sets up the table is the one that falls through it, usually. You mm-hmm. come out with the cake, you're going into the cake. Yeah. That's just the way it works with Professor Wrestling. And I always love, like, MJF did it great. It's almost like, I don't know if they do it on purpose or if it's just the oversell of it is when they go flying into the cake and then they kind of hump the cake because they got to get the cake all over them. So they're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I'm in a cake. I fucking Rolling just, around I, in it. I've been watching it for so friggin' long that it's just like, it's so dumb that I love it. It's almost like one of these things that's, it would be wrong if it didn't happen. Like, if nobody went into the cake, I'd be like, what the fuck are we doing here, man? Like, one of those, I'm not a huge fan of, oh, they do it this way because they've always done it this way. But that's something that works. And mm-hmm. it's like one of those things that no matter what, how it happens, you know it's going to happen. You can usually tell who's going into the cake. And you still love it. You still like, fuck and there he goes. Is it a cake? All right, I'm happy. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, I will. These things just go on too fucking long, man. I mean, it's just what like I complain about the WWE stuff. The WWE style of coming in and doing a promo for 20 minutes. I fucking hate it. Man. I can't stand it. Now we're like, do you remember in the beginning? This shit didn't happen. Um, until the middle of the show. This was our two shit. This was after the first match shit. You know, well, this was after the first match. It was the second part. The first match, well, they, I, they started with the uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus Adam Page. They did. Club. That's right. You're 100% right. I'm sorry. But it was well, in the first I? hour. Yeah, they started with that. Huh. I'm confused. And I just Brandon, am I remembering incorrectly? I think you're remembering incorrectly. I think the first segment was the rebound mitzvah. Oh, I maybe remember, I was wrong. Okay. I remember yeah, I thinking, remember like, oh, this is very WWE of them. They rarely start with a big... 
No, I mean, if they're going to promo segment. It was the six-person tag. But then again, I'll be honest with you. I barely paid attention to this. So. <laughs> they're going to be if – if, if, like, anything screams AEW, at least when they first started, up until just recently, it would have been Blackpool Combat Club fucking first. Right? They would have told – not only would they have done it, because they did it when the first time we saw them in Philly – they would have put it on Instagram and they would put it on social media. Get there early to see the introductions because we're going to start the show with the bell ringing. And that's how they used to do it. Now it's just kind of like, oh, we're doing it like fucking the other channel does it. And everybody that does WWE fails. They do. I mean, I guess if you're doing it once in a while, it's not. I hate it. I mean, I'm not defending this. We've talked about it before. I fucking hate the WWE style. I can't stand it. But they, uh, if you're only doing it once in a while, I guess it's not too bad. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I, I enjoyed the segment. I didn't enjoy any of the fourth wall shit. I thought MJF was fucking brilliant in this, too. He didn't do, he didn't, usually he's the one who's like, hey, hey, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it then. Dave Meltzer, waka waka. You know, usually he's the one that gets like pretend mad and starts mentioning stuff that's real, real world stuff. Right. He wasn't the one. It was, I was kind of shocked that, Darby Allen was the one. None of these guys with fucking MGF can do a promo, though, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they stink. Yeah, I was going to say to, I think, Chris's point with the fourth wall stuff, it's not that I I hate it. It's just that ideally you get your roster into a place where there's fake drama that's driving the TV show, and then it can kind of blur into behind-the-scenes shit, and you, you become like, hmm, maybe that was bullshit, maybe that was real. That gets people wrapped up it's when the stories in the ring are so un uh, non-compelling and out and all the way over here and then it just goes all the way over to like petty behind the scenes shit mm-hmm. it's like there's not it's not meeting in the middle that's where it loses me so let me just pose something to you because maybe this makes sense so all right you have pick any behind the scenes drama sammy guevara has beef with eddie kingston right mm-hmm. and now it's on twitter or people know somehow from that to me, it's almost like you would go, okay, you know what? Here's the deal. There's this beef that you guys legit, let's just say we know that it's legitimate beef, right? Like we're working for the company, hypothetically. It's, we know that it's legitimate. We now say, guess what? This is out there that this happened. You two need to go into the ring and have a fucking match. And if you can't behave yourself, both of you get fucking fired. Fuck it. Go out there and blur the fucking line so it makes it look like we don't know what's going on. Because right. now you get people outside like, oh, but, I mean, they worked together, and the blah, 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 blah. So was it real? Because if it was real, I think they would have done this with each other. Maybe that thing that supposedly happened didn't happen. And you basically tell these guys, look, and if you can't fucking be professionals, guess what? It's fucking AEW dark for the next six months for you guys. You know what I mean? Or contracts are voided, or fucking, you're nominated by the contractor now. Whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, like, it's almost like you could work this into making it like, yeah, some shit went down, some shitbag blabbed it out to the spoiler guy, which really makes no fucking sense. I I, I got to say this. You, you have a guy that's the spoiler guy. You work in a business that is based on fucking surprise and suspension of disbelief, and you allow this fucking dude to just blow your shit up all over the place and Who's talk the about what, who are we talking about? No, sir, or oh, whoever. Okay. All these pal. fucking guys. What's that? Pronouns, pal. Oh, the, the spoiler. There's only one the spoiler guy, I guess. I guess Bro, wrestler. The yeah. spoiler. The spoiler. But you understand what I mean? They tell the fucking. They tell Meltzer, who basically fucking spoils everything. 
for everyone. There's no suspension of disbelief. And they just, they think that it's going to advance any kind of fucking interest that they have in their fucking product. And it doesn't. It just shits all over it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't blur those fucking lines. It just makes it like, oh, this is fucking stupid. And also, here's the thing. I don't want to know if if fucking, you know, the fucking question is fucking a petty guy fucking backstage. All right, baby. It's dead. <laughs> you know, I don't want to know that. Like, I don't give a fuck. Who cares? And it's when they, and, and I guess we're going back into the thing we were just talking about. It's like when they break the fourth wall and they go, oh, you're complaining on Twitter. It's, it's so what? They should know as wrestlers that you don't sell the shit. You just fucking let it go. You pretend it didn't fucking happen. Yep. Or working into a storyline. Or working into a storyline. Like it's like the, the example and the one that we've mentioned over and over again is that when CM Punk comes back, you don't immediately put him against the elite. You work to it. Right. And then when the face-off happens, it's fucking massive. Mm-hmm. Then you it's tease it. much television. You tease the yeah. shit out of it. You don't but even the- mention it until they have a face-off. Then it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. They're going to fuck. Bring <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they gonna fuck. It's when the in-ring stories are like, oh man, that Chris Jericho got me a purple hat. And then they flip-flop from that to, like, by the way, this guy's a real-life asshole. You're not winning anybody over on either either end. Chris, final thoughts on that before we move on? Nope. All right, I gotta find my... Okay, Black Wolf Combat Club. I'm going through this because we don't have much to talk about this week, so I'm just gonna go uh, match by match. If you guys hear anything, just uh, remind me. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, uh, Gloria Castagnoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler Utes uh, from Villanova defeat Adam Page and the Dark Order, Evil Uno, and the returning and re-signed Stu Grayson from Canada. This is actually a very good match. I enjoyed this. Brandon, good. Yeah, I thought this was pretty fun for what it was. Um, not to just mimic what you were saying there, but Stu Grayson, I actually was like excited to see him again. I almost forgot that he was a, a part of this fucking show for a little while there. And also how and, fucking good he is. Yeah. It's insane the shit he can do. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and th- th- how much he doesn't look like he should be able to do some of these things. And the, I don't know if the, the Adam Hangman Page versus Moxley thing I would say is working for me, but it's not not working. Chris, go ahead. Um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, I have no interest in it. I, I the dark order. Is, even after, is, hold on, forget about that. But even after the uh, no holds barred Texas death match, you don't want to see more John Moxley and Adam Page. No, I do. No. I don't. I, I I don't. I don't believe. And, and remember, I had to ask you guys because I was just oblivious to it. To me, there was no real excitement going into it. I enjoyed that that match, the the Texas death match, but. It was, you know, for me, a little rough to watch, but I do appreciate the people that are willing to do that to, uh, you know, for their craft. And that was cool. And it was cool to watch it. But I really didn't have, there was no heat in that fucking match for me at all. And then they continue it going with, with the fucking, you know, 2023's job squad, the oddities came out like, dude, the dark order. It's just fucking like, why? Why? Cause the dude died. Okay. Lots of people are dead. Fucking. <laughs> You know, fucking Kamala's dead. Don't keep the fucking... They should keep the Dungeon of Doom around, but it's fucking gone. They would have had him float in like fucking Modoc with no legs. Oh, my God. Okay, final thoughts, Brett. Don't care. You won't get that take anywhere else. There you go. Modoc. 
Uh, Jade Cargill called out uh, Canada's best athlete for uh, the match in Edmonton. Nicole Matthews, a cast-off of WWE from the May Young Classic, if you remember. She got caught smoking weed, and they threw her out. I do not, if you could have I do. It. Yes, I, I do, believe it or not. And um, she loses in 43 seconds. Jade Cargill does the whole, is this the best Canada's got? I love that she got in Renee Young's face. Is like, you're Canadian. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> And then... um. Ty Valkyrie came out, which we knew it was going to happen anyway, but uh, she looked like a million fucking bucks. I'll tell you that. I like this segment. Go ahead, Brent. Yeah, I guess um, I, I, we've talked enough about Jade Cargill, but the, the uh, repetition of the great Bill Goldberg WCW title run here, all the way up to 54 and 0 with very few memorable matches, maybe coming to an end. Yeah, possibly with Ty Valkyrie. It seems like this yeah. is a real competitor for her. Chris, good. First of all, that match, 54 seconds. How long was that match? How long was it? 43 seconds. It was a rough 43 fucking seconds. Boy, there was... They, it's, I, I want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and say that hopefully they had no time to go over what the fuck they were going to do. Because if they didn't, if they did, uh, that match was like, you were a fucking, like hair away from somebody getting injured really fucking bad watching that match in 43 seconds. I saw some shit in there. I was like, oh, my God. Um, timing was off really bad. But, I mean, whatever. That's just something I noticed. Who cares? She got squashed. That was the whole point of it. We got we got where we needed to go. Uh, and we got the Ty Valkyrie, which, Chris, yeah. I, I, Chris, I, I hate to interrupt you here, but I am not really – when I'm watching a 43-second match, yeah. not, I didn't really gauge whether <laughs> the work rate was good. No, no, no. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I agree with you. I'm, I'm – I'm with you. I was watching, and I was just like, ooh, oh, and then it was over. So he got to the point. Don't fucking matter. But um, Ty Valkyrie, I think we all knew that was going to happen, right? Jim called it last week. I didn't think it was too much of a stretch. Uh, didn't realize how uh, how uh, tall Ty Valkyrie yeah. was. Yeah, right? I noticed that, too. She was in uh, lifts, like she was in big shoes, but. And she's sticking her chin up like Macho Man the whole time. Yeah. But in this list, she taller. was almost taller than fucking. Jane yeah, Cargill. she was up so there. She's got to be. She's a big girl. I didn't she's realize. Five eight. I checked it out. She's okay. Jay Cargill. How big is Jay Cargill? Five ten. That makes sense. There you go. That's yeah. two inch heels. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll see. Um, you know, uh, Taya, very short lived WWE run for whatever reason. Who gives a shit? Uh, but she was the only thing that was remotely entertaining about Impact when I was watching it. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully she brings something and then and we move on. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I, I. It's not like I care. Like I'm like, oh, fuck, dice win. I don't give a shit. I don't think she's to be going honest to. with you. I don't think she's going to either. I don't give it. The only reason I would say like, what do we? I, I get like, you know, oh, maybe they should have Ty win this, and maybe have Ty beat her in some scroungy way where fucking Jay Cargill still looks good. It's because I just want to move on from this. We've been doing this for fifty four fucking matches, and I want more for this woman. Other than we're just going to just keep going and going right. and going because they painted themselves into a fucking corner. Yeah, whether like it's how many or not, but yeah, they they were stuck with this this weather app. Right? How many monsters can she beat? Right. How many stories to be told do you avert from? Right. Like, OK, you have um, what's the woman's name? The 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 uh, the Jesus Christ. Red Velvet. No, no. The one that 
runs with Rick, Vicky Guerrero. Uh, oh, uh, Nyla Rose. Nyla, Nyla Rose. Okay, so you have Nyla Rose. Monster beats her, right? You bring in Marina Shafir. Okay, legit MMA fighter. We thought maybe you can get a snake move in there, and then something happens and exposes something. Basically, gets fucking squashed. Okay, in a dead ass fucking match. You have that. You have, um, and not once again. I'm not saying like, oh, fucking, they should have won. But like, you had opportunities to make this story interesting, and you keep turning away from every opportunity and just keep it on this. So maybe there's something in they have planned, but I don't know. I think they've just fucking painted themselves into into a uh, into a corner. I think, like I said, I think the best way to get out of this is either a scroungy loss here to to Taya, or you just say fuck it, I'm done with this. Pull up, pull an Oscar and NXT, and drop the fucking title, and go fight for the for the heavyweight champ or the you know whatever the main champion. That's I'm going to chime in real quick, Brandon, before you go. Well, I talked about this a couple of weeks couple of weeks ago um i think i think that she's gonna have a good match with taya i think well i didn't mention the taya part um but now that taya signed we're gonna get a decent match out of, of you know a close match out of taya and then alien girls coming back alien girls been out for like eight months now with the knee injury i think her return we're just waiting on her return and that's how jay cargill's gonna lose that's the only one that i can really th- that i really think could possibly beat her and be believable the way they build her up. Go ahead, Brent. Yeah, I think they were trying to do that a while ago, and then she got hurt. But Yeah, she got hurt. I was just going to say, look, I don't want to get on these guys. I'm I'm supposed to be working right now. I'm in a good mood. I'm not complaining. But it also, how insane is it as to do this with not your main women's belt? And there's just this sideshow torture chamber going on where this woman never qualifies to be moved up the <laughs> to power rankings of the women's the women's division. She's beating the shit out of people on the side. Very strange. Yeah, it's you know, and it depending on how fast this happens, and I don't know what's going on with the Bad Girls Club or whatever they're called. I mean, we'll talk about them in a minute. But um, what the fuck are they called? Outcasts, outcasts. Oh, oh, those people. Those the bad, the bad girls club. Spray paint girls. Spray paint girls. Um, you know, we mentioned it. We mentioned it weeks ago the possibility of you know, Jay Cargill if they can get this title off her, and she's actually freed from this title because she's being. I mean, honestly, she's being held down by this fucking TBS title. They don't know what the fuck to do with her, and we talked about it. Whether it's by their choice. Or they back, you know, they they chose to back themselves in the corner, or because of Alien Girl's injury, they got backed in the corner, and they couldn't find someone on the roster they could believably build up to beat her. I think, you know, a fun move, and you know, we're fantasy booking, whatever, would be for Jay Cargill to take these girls out because Jay Cargill's an AW actual AW original. I think that would be fun. Yeah, that's fantasy booking. We don't fucking know. Yeah, Brandon. I agree. We can fantasy book every once in a while. We know. Yeah, who cares? Lunch. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we were talking about that a few weeks ago. The one thing about Jade Cargill, though, that I wish that I think that, you know, I, I guess it just bothers me is that I don't think she, they're not putting her with people like not not <clears throat> not people that she wrestles. The, the people that she comes to the ring with. I noticed it this week. They are completely fucking unnecessary. I know. Like, what the fuck? If you're not, it's not like you put Andre the Giant with Bobby Heenan or Brock Lesnar with fucking Paul Heyman because he can't talk. So you put Paul Heyman and he just stands there being a badass. You're putting her with lesser thans. 
Like they don't reach above the cronies. Her any, I get it. I'm not, I don't mean like a crony. I mean that they're not as good as her in anything she does, whether it be talking, whether it be working, whether it be looking. They're not better than her. I'm talking from a technical aspect, not from a, a, a technical aspect, not from a you know um, a storytelling aspect. I get it. She's got cronies. That's fine. But like you're basically running her to the ring like DDP with the fucking gum and the cigar and the two pairs of glasses and the girls and the fucking fur coat. Just let her go down there and kick ass. Brandon, final thoughts? I'm good. All right, let's move on. Uh, Orange Cassidy in fucking it's the AEW International title in a bullshit call beats Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, greatest fucking worker in all of AEW, loses. Uh, we got all our favorite Jeff Jarrett spots, including a guitar in a ring. Uh, I fucking love this. I thought it was great. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah. Bad booking. Jared should have to have been the first intercontinental champ. Is it international? Intercontinental? International title. It's called international. Okay, fuck it. Good, good. good stuff. Not a great match. Not a great match. But who cares? This is a random Wednesday night. I would rather see this than ninety percent of the stuff they've been putting on. Yeah, Chris. They got me to a point where when he almost won, I thought he was going to win, and I was like jumping <laughs> up in the air. I really did. I thought he was going to win, and I was like, "Oh, this would be." I was not mad. Somebody, I don't know who it was, I wish I can give him credit, made a point on Twitter about this, I forget who it was, but they said, Jeff Jarrett. It was me. No, it wasn't you. Jeff Jarrett, you're sumo and Jeff, <laughs> you're just making points about sumo guys that nobody's ever heard of. Nobody's ever heard of except for, <laughs> I just put it out there. You. <laughs> um, Somebody will Google him and like my life. Like yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is doing all the cheesy shit that old wrestlers used to do, but nobody else is doing it. So it looks like he's the only one doing it. He's the only one that's ever done it. And he's fucking awesome because of it right now. I really legit thought he was going to win. I wasn't mad that he lost, but I was like, oh shit, that guy's going to fucking win. Almost made my day. Um, I will point out that, uh, I believe it, who was it? Uh, Chuck, no, not Chuck Taylor, the other guy. Beretta came down to the ring to make a save. And right before he clobbers Jay Lethal, the camera switches off him. <laughs> Your fucking production has gotten no better. None. Like, oh shit, it happened. Go back. It's Chris, uh, the second best production in American professional wrestling. It is. No camera cuts, though. Fuck. So it's so weird when you go back and watch uh, old WWE on or WWF, how much more fun it was without all those camera cuts. Yeah, to hide every punch, every fake punch, and every fake kick. And remember they when they started? Okay. Remember when they started zooming oh, in and out? Yeah. Fuck. I was watching SmackDown. Like, oh my god, it's moving like I'm on a boat. I can't wait to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> Nothing makes okay. me feel older than like watching TV and having it actually make me get sick. Like, who is this? Who? What kind of spazzy kids are being created right now that this is not? They're not batting an eye to this. Cut, 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 video cut, games. cut. Yeah, video game kids. First person. Shooters, I play video man. games, but I didn't play first person shooters. Took me a while to get used to them. Yeah. One time I, I was bought playing, the new. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, one time I was playing Battlefield One. And I was on a chair that had wheels, and it was slightly moving, and I didn't even notice it. And I was playing it, and I was just like, I didn't stop. <laughs> Wait till you off. use an Oculus. 
Oh, no, I won't use that. That makes me sick. I live in an Oculus. Uh, Brandon, do you get, you were going to make a point. I bought the new Call of Duty that came out like six months ago. I played, uh, I played it online for like 45 minutes. I never have been closer to having a stroke. I literally had to, I had to turn it off. My palms were soaking wet. My pupils were dilated. I'm like, this may be the last thing that I ever do. (laughs) Tell Sydney, I'm like, I'm about to pass out right now just from trying to play that plus the like super autistic, like headset conversations going on, getting Mm -hmm. pumped over my TV. It was like, this is done. This part of my life is over now. (laughs) They're retired. Uh, good stuff. Uh, the uh, the outcasts come to the ring and they call a bunch of people out. I don't really remember what happened. All I remember is that uh, Riho ended up coming to the ring with a pole, cleared everybody out, stood there triumphant. Brandon, thoughts? Did anything actually happen if none of us remember it? Are we building to to uh, the cage match? The, the the what what's the big death match? AW puts on in the summer. Memorial Day weekend. Blood and guts. guts. Blood and guts. We're getting a women's blood and guts. I'm down. Real yeah. blood and guts match. Let's go. Fuck yeah, Chris. I'm down. But real, like, like real you say, potatoes. That was like you said. If it, if a uh, if the AEW women's champion falls in the forest and no one is there to hear, yeah. did it ever? Really, did it really happen? Um, I did appreciate the Canadian tuxedos by uh, by the champ and uh, and the dentist. They had all all denim from top to bottom. It's a big fan for all those Winnipeg fans. <laughs> good stuff. Final thoughts, Brian? No, I'm good. AEW World Trios title, the House of Black, defeated the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Elite in 21 minutes and 44 seconds. And boy, did I zone out of this this match and stop paying attention. According to the Wrestler Observer nine, uh, uh, newsletter, it got four and a half stars. Brandon, thoughts? I have no opinion on this. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of shit that made me feel like I was going to have a stroke, this was just like constant shit going on all over the place. Cut, cut, cut. Was there nine people in the ring? I, I, I could. They were just setting up highlights again and again. If that's that's what you're looking for, go for it. I could see, like, this is one of those matches where if you just flip on AEW for the first time ever, or in a year, and you see this shit going on, you're like, this is kind of nuts. But uh, 23 minutes of it, not really for me. Chris, thoughts? To Brandon's point, this is a spectacular way to end a Wednesday night television show. That being said, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I didn't. I just zoned out. It's no it's no fault of the the uh, show. I just had a hard time watching AEW this week. My mind was elsewhere. Brody King looks fucking badass, though. We get our uh, Omega Jericho face-off there, I yep. guess, which is probably could be pretty sweet for the hometown. Yeah, they were all hyped up. Yeah, they were loud. That was pretty big pops. for. I'd like to have uh, Kenny Omega going out of his way to slap hands with every single person at ringside. That was pretty cool. He was taking pictures with people. So, yeah, it was all cool. And then we get our, uh, you know, our uh, uh, being the elite tease with Kenny Omega, Mac Jackson, Nick Jackson, and uh, the Hangman, correct, at the end of this? Yeah. yeah so, I don't know so if he's cool going back or what. I don't know what that does for the fucking Dark Order, but it's probably time somebody busts them up. Yep. RIP Dark Order. Time to go somewhere else. Chris, do you think, final thoughts? Do you think that Bray, that uh, Tony Khan's like, oh, Bray Wyatt may quit? Oh, no, 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 I hope not. Dark Order, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. And he can cut 45-minute fucking promos? 
<laughs> don't go anywhere. I don't want to watch Bray Wyatt. Man, Thank you. I'm going to tell you right now as it is. And what are you going to do? And the people are going to turn on you. Anyway, and then I'm Bray Wyatt. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see that. I can watch that on Saturday nights. So uh, I just want to let you guys in on something. I'm in my basement right now, and I'm looking yes. out the back door. And my wife is standing out there with the dog. Mm-hmm. And she has just witnessed for the first time me doing Ric Flair on the podcast. Well, there you go. Visually. There you go. I'm sure there she's go. heard me scream it before. My I doors are closed. My, at me. my room's soundproofed and my doors are closed. I'm not letting anybody in here. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It was 60 degrees today, so the basement door's open. Oh, hell yeah. It's open. The screen's shut. And the last time it m- reminded me of uh, a couple years ago around this time when uh, the world shut down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, the weather's the same as the day the world shut down. My my mind has not been the same since that. <laughs> I'm totally fucked. Uh, final thoughts on AW before we move on to tomorrow's card. Brandon? I, I was looking. They sold like 8,000 tickets at a seven, 17,000 seat place here mm. where the Jets play. Mm. They probably lose money on that, right? Yeah, I guess. That's not great. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, who knows? I don't who knows know who, what they charge the arena? They have money that they get from TNT, I'm sure, just for the television. There might be a situation where they have the top rung boxed off, too. They're not yeah. using the top it's rung. Not, it looks like that's what they did. They sold out the yeah. lower bowl. but Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, you know, I'm sure that Winnipeg probably doesn't – that arena in Winnipeg probably doesn't cost too much on a Wednesday. You right. know? Who, who, what the fuck else is going on up there? The peg. Okay. One peg. Just curious. A lot of those t-shirts. I what that threshold is for when you when you bottom out. Sorry, we're talking over each other. No, sorry. We're good. Yeah, the the uh, yeah if they if they capped off the top of it, then I guess it's kind of you're making money. I guess. Did you see people complaining about? I guess AEW had a house show and people were complaining about the uh, the merch stand looked like shit at the house. Show. <laughs> no, I didn't. I got to see this. <laughs> yeah, it, did. it looked like shit. Did it? But then again, like the argument against that is that like. Who the fuck is really buying shirts at the show anymore? Unless you get that shit signed by somebody sitting there. You buy all your shit online. You know who buys that shit at the show? You. Fucking dummies. There you go. There's always yeah. another sucker. You ever hear that theory? Yep. Right here. Ooh, yeah. I like Aleister Black. And bought an Aleister Black WWE shirt. You know what it looked? It was like a fucking wetsuit that didn't fit. And it's in a <laughs> fucking box in my garage. Yeah, those Fuck. WWE shirts are tough. With that back, they always have a back print up in the top of the back. I hate that shit. Yeah, yeah, and if I, it's just yeah, and the I have a pink Kabuki shirts. Kabuki Warriors shirt, pretty badass. I have pink one. Guy. Sorry, Jim. No, continue. I have one WWE shirt that I love, and it's the <laughs> Philly three sixteen that I bought outside. It was their trail, but <laughs> from they sell them at every show, and I. Uh, I cut the sleeves off it and was wearing them to the gym, but yeah, I can't do it anymore. I have a Roman Reigns vest <laughs> hanging up in the closet. Bought that. Brandon got. I bought. Um, we were leaving. I think it was the when the Eagles clinched the division, and the t-shirt guys are out in the parking lot, and there's this one junky looking dude with his eyes like half closed. He's holding up this long sleeve white shirt. And it it's the worst looking internet shirt you've ever seen. Like it's like Eagles six exclamation points champions, and it has a smiley face, like a little emojis all over it. And he's like five bucks. I was like, we gotta buy that. <laughs> so I was like, what must what must be wrong with this thing? <laughs> uh, we we get it. 
they don't even look at it for like 20 minutes and I see it's a fucking Henley, like one of those like button up shirts. <laughs> this, the, the front is completely white and then that's just on the back. <laughs> Oh, good. I would be wearing wear like day. long johns, and then the back just has this chaotic eagles fucking guard. <laughs> oh, anyway. so good. Let me. Get, I might have to go grab it quick. I'm a big. Go for it. I'm. I'm a big fan of a bootleg. I oh, love a man. fucking bootleg, man. Every time we go to a show, we don't buy shit. We take a look at the merch, and if we're not absolutely in love with something, we wait till we go outside and grab bootleg shit. I got a. a me and Tina got bootleg shirts for this uh, tour that happened over last summer. And we got uh, in the car, and she's looking at the shirt. One sleeve is like two inches shorter than the other one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh my god, man! It's amazing. And then like they try to get like fifteen bucks off you. Yeah, I always go. I'll give you give Bro, me two. No. I'll give you or I'll give them the old. Give me two for fifteen. Sure. Yeah. Or you just be like, I only got ten bucks. All right, all right, yeah, ten bucks. How about you give me two for ten bucks? Now let me see this. All right, all right, man. All right, and then they're just like. Try, they try to just give you whatever shirts on them because they're trying to make as much money as possible. So you might end up with a large when you ask for a small. Yeah, I know. They got to check them out first. And the last show we went to, Tina handed the money already, and we got the shirts. I was like, I was like, that's not the right size. I was like, wait a minute, you already gave him the money. I was like, yo man, it's like the right size. He's like, all right, all right, all right. I was gonna rough them up for ten bucks. <laughs> go ahead, Brandon. Let's see this thing Principal on YouTube. Come on, go, go check out our YouTube. Yeah, go check uh, out right our around, YouTube. Right around oh, one minute. One minute. <laughs> One second. Here's your blown out shit. Haynes Henley front of it. Nothing on it. And then we'll go to the back here. Let's do a pan. Back of it. it up. Back it up. Yeah, back up and do it. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh. Holy oh, shit. No. Home That's for good. the playoffs. Look at the smiley the face with the eyes. What is that? What? What's that thing down there on the bottom left? Is that a... What is that? Is that a... Fucking raccoon! Is it a raccoon? It's got a raccoon tail. What is that? I have no Nobody idea. knows. <laughs> I love it. It's the best. It's the best thing I've ever seen. That's the best shirt I've ever seen. NFC East twenty two. No space. We have I three different it. Eagles logo. Yeah, heart uh, smiley face with heart eyes. Home for the playoffs. Two exclamation points. Then just the link with a bunch of exclamation points. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> made that. Hey, hey man, I got a good idea. He actually had how sad had the that guy was. That was selling them. That really was the cake on top. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he has the exact thing tattooed on his back. <laughs> For sure. I have a really good Eagles bootleg, which I can't find anymore. Uh, that was uh, Calvin Ping on the Minnesota Vikings. Fucking best. I was going <laughs> to say, it better be I, Calvin Ping. I can't, I can't find it anymore. I was going to wear it for the last playoffs because I'm a big fan of it because they won the Super Bowl the year that I wore it. It's like NFC champions, Eagles, Calvin pissing all over the Vikings symbol. Long sleeve white t-shirt. Good shit. I think whatever, I said, yeah, whatever away from the, okay, Chris. I said just what everybody needs. Yeah, Brandon. The farther away from like the NFC East, the, person they're the team calvin's peeing on the funnier like if you get calvin peeing on like the tennessee titans yeah like that's what you're pissed about <laughs> all right let's go over this aw match card for tomorrow night you gotta put that shirt away brandon or you get all out of it i might wear it out tonight who knows for the hell yeah classic little american spirit sweet uh no disqualification match hook versus stokely hathaway save your uh save your commentary for afterwards John Moxley versus Stu Grayson. 
Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. It was part of that babyface team that came down to uh, save the day. AW World Tag Team Championships, championship on the line. We got the Guns versus Top Flight. And a dream match. Kenny Omega versus El Ijo Del Vikingo. The number one Mexican wrestler according to Wrestler Observer Newsletter. Brandon thoughts. Triple A makes, the world takes. We That's got right. El Ego Del Vikingo. Versus Kenny Omega should be fun. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty wild to watch. He used to wear a, he used to wear a mask. He doesn't have a mask anymore now. He's just like bald head dude. Or he's got like the ponytail. I think he's got a big ass ponytail. Chris Buss. Eho Del Vikingo, Chris. Yeah, none, none. Got none. Not excited. I got none. Nah, I'll watch it. We'll see. Not excited. <laughs> Why? Why are they wrestling? Why? Because in uh, AAA they were uh, supposed to match and uh, match up, and now they are finally going to have their matchup. And did they tell you this on TV? No. No. Okay. So, right. A dream. The they point. just said it was a dream match. Chris. Two. Who's dream? It's all a dream. Dream for. All a dream. Dream for the people, people who that, watch being the elite. Dream for people that like wrestling besides mainstream wrestling. There you go. There you Underground go. people who love it. I'm not saying it'll be bad. I'm just saying, why do I care? It'll be fun. It'll be a one-off. Hmm? I mean, it's advertised as a dream match, so that means it's a one-off. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. There you go. Brandon, final thoughts? No, I'm good. Do we have anything else to talk about? Because I have one more piece of loser news I wanted to bring up. Yeah, bring it up, because uh, we have nothing else to talk about. Go ahead. AEW video game not being released... Because they're yeah. in a fight with GCW over the use of the phrase fight forever. Go ahead. You want to read the article? I don't have an article up. I was just, uh, was trying to see if I could pull something up, but uh, what a goofy fucking thing. That's, I, we all kind of hate fight forever, but it's, right. it's probably top three in the worst wrestling chance. And the fact that those two dorky ass, uh, promotions are fighting over making it the name of something, some kind of, uh, copyright infringement thing. Yeah, I guess that they have a pay-per-view name Fight Forever, so they're saying they have a copyright on that. Whether they do or not, I'm assuming they do. I guess uh, Tony Tony Big Bucks is going to have to pay some money out. To get you would think someone would grab him and be like, we don't need to name it this. Just, just, call it, just change the boxes. It's cheaper to change the boxes. <laughs> yeah. Call it AEW. There you go. Chris, thoughts? I got nothing. They had the box. They already have the boxes out for it at GameStop. Yep. There's a GameStop next to where I pick up foe. So when I'm waiting for my food, I go into GameStop, and they have the boxes out there for pre-order, and the pre-order release date's in, like, fucking December. And I guess that's just GameStop being safe. You know, we'll say December could come out earlier. But um, <clears throat> boxes are already out. But, uh, I mean, how hard could it be to print up new new pieces of paper and put them in the boxes? That right. Or sense. Yeah. If you're I mean, I guess you're changing. Good. You're changing the programming, too, for your title screens and stuff. Mm. So that's got to be a little bit of work. But how much could it be that you're going to delay the release date? I mean, come on, dude. I mean, I don't really give a shit. I'm sure it's going to suck. Yeah, so. It might be fun. I don't know. Yeah. yeah all the, WWE hasn't had a good game in fucking 20 years. So here's the thing. I prefer to play games on the Switch. I just like it. Um, 
And also, you know, I don't like putting money into my Xbox because my Xbox is obsolete at this point. Like, I can't get the new one because I don't want to spend the money on it. And they're not really available, but this thing's getting obsolete very quick. So I, I'm trying not to spend any money on it. Uh, Nintendo games do not go on sale. Yeah, of course. Don't. I know they don't. So we're, I'm not even going to be able to wait for it to be cheap. <laughs> like I'll play WWE 2K23 when it's five bucks in six months. You know what I mean? It'll be 20, 15, 20 hours in six months, but these games don't go on sale and I'm not buying anything. I, uh, I did say that it looks like it might be fun. I never said I was going to buy it. I'm, not yeah, buying yeah, yeah. Thing. I'm never buying it. Are you kidding me? No, thank you. I, I won't even let Brandon borrow my machine, even though I don't play any games on it. Brandon, <laughs> thoughts? Trying to see how much it is. If it was like twenty dollars, I would buy it just because it's a uh, guess. It's strange 70. thing to have, but at seventy dollars, it's like you got to be I'm guessing, kidding. right? Is that how much it is? Uh, oh, hold on. I think the new WWE game is was seventy bucks. Yeah, those are always seventy. But for some reason, I think they went with like a cheapy price for this because they're trying to get—I don't know—just get people to buy it or what. But right, it's not. That's sixty bucks, so they're ten dollars right. off. But but, but that's just for Chris's, Chris's been out example. For, it should have been out get, for a year. Sorry. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, like, has it? Did we get a, a release date, or we just got an announcement? No date? release date. Right. Right. So it's still in production. I wish more companies would fucking wait on putting out their product before they. <laughs> dump it on you and then they send bug there's all kinds of bugs and shit whatever happened to that game um the space game chris that we used to play dangerous. elite dangerous elite dangerous whatever don't happened know that? don't know they were supposed to come out with a new one you were supposed to be able to get off on the planets get into gunfights with people i started never to, heard I, anything yeah well no it it came out oh, the weekend it? that it got released and you were supposed to be able to do it the fucking thing just kept crashing so i deleted it didn't call it, it cost me like a couple bucks yeah yeah, don't put shit out until it's done, right? I don't know. That's like the common more. thing now. They they just come out and then tank because they're broken, and nobody picks them back up by the time they fix it. Like that right. cyberpunk game that was supposed mm. to be like the hottest shit. Oh, I got. I think they finally I, fix it. I had that shit on pre pre order, and uh, and I uh, once the you know the the the, the uh, betas came out, and they were all fucking broken. I was like, nah, I canceled my pre order. <laughs> like I'm not dealing with this shit. It was a fucking expensive game. I rarely buy games when they first come out. But I was all over that. I was like, oh, this got me written all over it. And it was just like, a, apparently the gameplay wasn't all that great either. So there you go. Don't trust them. Can't trust this. I will buy the uh, Grand Theft Auto whenever that comes out in 10 years. Well, apparently in Cyberpunk, there was a guy that was really fucking ugly and hideous with a giant head. And Brandon said that it looked like me. So I never bought it. Oh, shit. Did you say that? That's Had amazing. a protest. <laughs> Had a protest. I was like, fuck this shit. He does look like Chris. I don't think he was, he was, I wouldn't say he was ugly, but I gotta pull him up. What the fuck <laughs> is his name? Yeah, let's not say we did. Hold on. I'm right. looking him up for But well, you're looking yeah. him up. Like, an ugly guy that looks like Chris. Yeah, the guy looks like Chris. <laughs> cyberpunk. <laughs> Giant head cyberpunk 2049 or whatever. Alright, any final thoughts? Ready? No. Chris, final thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I got one. Go ahead. WrestleMania. Next week, two weekends. Two weekends. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus the Usos. It's a, they're going to do that match. Okay, we'll talk about it next week. Well, I just wanted to say they that it, it's new news as of last week. Okay, as of last night, 
So it's definitely going to be at WrestleMania. And mm-hmm. I had it on my, what was probably going to be one of the best matches of the year. So, uh, we'll keep our, I'll keep my eyes open for that. I did see that it's not main eventing though. Oh, whatever. Charlotte versus Charlotte. Rhea Ripley is going to main event. Like, yeah. And that, there's two nights and then the other one will be Roman Reigns and Cody. But, um, just saying. You, we're, okay. Going into this, are you excited at all? WrestleMania? Um, I'm more excited to watch. Yeah, so you have Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. I'd like to watch that match. You have, I'm more excited to watch, uh, as far as just watching a match for the sake of watching a match. I'm more excited to watch the Usos versus KO and Sami Zayn than I am to watch EO Del Vikingo versus, uh, uh, Kenny Omega. I mean, you know, looking at it in the same way, cause I don't give a, I'm not watching WWE to really be on top of the storyline that they're telling, but this looks like it'll be a really good match. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm not excited, but there's some, ones I'd pick and choose out of those, considering I fucking pay for it anyway. I might as well watch some of it. You pay for the cock? Yeah, well, I mean, I pay for cable, so that gives me the... Oh, I am right. a cock. I pay for... I'm a cock. <laughs> I pay for cable. So I pay cable for the cock. cock. Yeah. So. Brandon, you excited yet? Two weeks out from WrestleMania? Mm, I wouldn't say excited. The best thing WrestleMania has going for it is that it's like the best time of the year as far as my mood. That like first week or two where it hits 65, 70... I can. I remember coming over to Lorraine. We have to do a little pool or something. We had fun for WrestleMania, but a lot yeah. of times. But I'm actually working like that, that Sunday. I'm working WrestleMania Sunday. I'll be you gonna have a showing. I don't know if I'm. Gonna, yeah, it'll be on, but I'm not putting the sound on. Well, greed effed it. What's that? Greed effed it. Greed fucked it. They went to two nights. Oh yeah. right, right. That's right. too much. It's just too fucking much to care about it. Mm-hmm. Right, and like you know, I've always been one that's been like, dude. I, once that shit airs live, I don't give a fuck. I watch the videos and the highlights. I'm not going back and watching a, an old soccer game or a fucking football game that aired last night because I didn't get to see it. It's not fucking happening. So you know, I whatever. I'm sitting happens, here watching old uh, Eho Del Vikingo matches to get myself <laughs> up to speed on his talent. Were you really? <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> no. As as I was trying to argue with, not really argue, but make the point with Chris about Eho Del Vikingo. Everybody's talking about him, so yeah, sure. I'm excited to see him. It's going to be fun. He's going to take a pin. They're going to yeah. shake hands afterwards, and then we'll have some storyline shit. And it's hopefully cool. back to what I said earlier. It'll be a great way to end a television program on a Wednesday night. Yeah, TV. That's a perfect TV match. I'm into it. I mean, honestly, are, are any of these matches on that you think about that are going to be on the New Japan uh, AW show? They're all quote unquote dream matches, I guess. We get Osprey versus uh, Omega. It's a quote unquote dream match. No build. They just are on Twitter going. <laughs> I'm into it. I like if a dream they had match a match at Wrestle Kingdom. Do Osprey and Omega? Yeah, I thought I know. Didn't they just wrestle in Wrestle Kingdom? Osprey mm-hmm. Omega? Oh, yeah, shit. They just, yeah. Like, fuck, I forgot about that. It's fucking <laughs> tremendous. Yeah, I forgot shit. about that. That's your match. Yeah, I'm questioning my fucking sanity there for a minute. Holy shit. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm brain dead. Holy crap. Yeah, it is. Well, it's not my <laughs> match of the year anymore. That's <laughs> up there. All right. There you go. That's how much I pay attention to this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us this week and join us every week at Wrestling is Hard. Where everything goes back to Ehel Del Vikingo. <laughs> also, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe, follow, tell your friends. And for Brandon and Chris, 
I'm Jim. We'll be back here next week with our WWE WrestleMania preview. Yay. Bye.